Mostly Clean Talk Authority, AM 1240, WATN. Now, AM 1240, WATN presents Live at Five with Glenn Curry. Sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice Ivy League suit. <laughs> was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live no at Five. about uh, eight and a half minutes after the hour. It's uh, absolutely horrible out there. You already know that. I don't need to tell you the obvious. Uh, windy days, windy days and windy nights. <laughs> By the way, I don't know, has anyone seen the young, like, 10-year-old girl singing the national anthem with an American flag dress on at the uh, Indiana Pacers game? I think it was last night or the night before, but it is something to... I, I, I sent it to a couple people. They couldn't get past the first five seconds. They turned it off. Uh, but just like when we talk about elder abuse, uh, you know, with uh, with respect to our president, who, by the way, uh, it was noted Joe Biden, 81, did not, repeat, did not take a t- cognitive test during his physical because he doesn't need it, the White House says. Uh, there's this, it's, it's a viral video. Someone sent it to me last night and uh, very difficult just to understand why I mean it's it's great and it's great to see a, a, a young person's effort in this case a young I'm gonna say she's ten years old maybe nine cute as you know can be oh she, oh look she's trying I don't care if she looks like Shirley he's that Shirley Temple I think again but she's out there in the middle of the court uh, dressed up in an American flag dress her hair's uh, uh, just looks like Madonna's hair haircut and she just butchers. The national anthem. And I know I sound like, oh, boy, that's, that's, come on. You're talking about a child, Glenn. What's the matter with you? It, it's it's tough. And I know there's, there's been people over the years, including Roseanne Barr, who screwed it up years ago in San Diego. And there's others who forgot the words or just didn't sing it well. It's a tough song. But that was, that was very tough. Uh, you know, celebrity news today. Richard Lewis, who has been, um, he's been ill now for a, a long time, at least 15 years uh, he had a, a heart attack today. He was very frail. He died at the age uh, 76. Uh, Kirby enthusiasm star. You know, he was pr- primarily known, though, for as, as a stand-up comedian. And uh, he was on the Howard Stern show quite a bit. He always reminded me of the late, great Ma- uh, Chris Marcella, uh, who uh, passed away here about six, seven years ago. Uh, he just looked like him. Um, and a uh, real funny guy. He did a show with... Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis back in the, I guess, early 90s. 
And uh, he had a line, and I just shared it with my brother because it's a funny line. You know, he was just talking about the difference between men and women. He says, a woman can have sex with anyone they want. A man can have sex with anyone that will let them. And, and when he said that on, the, on that show, I, I'll never forget it because, man, if that just doesn't. And, and again, that, that was 30 years ago, and it still applies today. It applies more now than ever. If you see the videos of my algorithms on Facebook and Instagram, you'd understand. It's like, oh my God, you you can you can you can be very unattractive, but after about two hours of this and that and shoving your body inside a dress that you really shouldn't be wearing, you look kind of good, especially after a couple of brews. So you can basically do whatever you want, but if you look like Richard Lewis, you take what you can get. Seven five five twelve forty is the number. Remember, today we have the phone call. Uh, from uh, from Joe, uh, I was going to say Joe Biden. Imagine getting a phone call every Wednesday from President Joe Biden. Hey, uh, how's it going, Glenn? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Joe uh, Joe Stanley, Attorney Joe Stanley, will be calling in at the bottom of the hour. Now, I talked to Je- uh, Jeff Graham. I said, "Geez, I need a juicy com- uh, uh, topic to talk about," and I was hoping Jeff would talk about it last week. Uh, the, uh, the people that lost their jobs that were laid off from the uh, what was the Watermatics Company, the irrigation company in the North Side. Uh, were you know wandering around wondering when they're going to get their pensions, uh, and no one gave him any direction. Well, I asked Jeff today. He says, "Oh, oh, uh, no, they're all taken care of." Seven five five. No, Jeff, you're not on the air. So uh, yeah, so they're all, and which is ha- I'm happy for them. But that said, I mean, we could talk about the weather, you know, wind conditions. Uh, I heard a clap of thunder at least twice today. So obviously a front was coming in. It's supposed to be lousy tomorrow, but I think it's going to lighten up on Friday and Saturday. Whatever. Uh, just look out. Uh, look, look look, to the skies if, if, if you could at least t- take a look to see if anything is flying on your head. I happen to uh, be walking underneath a scaffold uh, today during the real windy part of this afternoon. So uh, thank God, uh, you know, I haven't seen any any major issues uh, this afternoon. Uh, other things, Mitch McConnell, the other big news today, Mitch McConnell is finally stepping down. Uh, 82 years old. It says here, news junkie, he was crying as he steps down. Uh, I have to step down. And uh, he looked into the distance and he realized that uh, he was still standing. And I like Mitch McConnell. Um, he's he wasn't the greatest Republican representative. He really didn't go to the go to task with the candidates uh, in the last cycle of, of the Senate races, and, albeit they were somewhat weak. But uh, anyway, he's gone. I don't know who they who, who do they who do they put in his place. Um, Romney's leaving. I, I don't think they would have given it to him anyway. But it should be interesting. So I'm sure there's speculation on that. And. Uh, Oh, and also I heard, I think it was on Hannity's show yesterday, that Donald Trump, somehow or other, may be able to sell his Truth Social web app, a social media app, for over, I, and I, I don't know how this is possible, for over $4 billion. Uh, and I heard that yesterday. So that was after my show. Remember, we play the last hour of Hannity after my show. Uh, that's normally on right now, and he said that. So you know that could pay off. It's it's a shame that he would have to use at least what thirty, you know, maybe twenty twenty five percent of that to pay off uh, some some wino from the nineties, uh, who's apparently going to you know buy Rachel Maddow a new penthouse somewhere, and also another three hundred fifty five million dollars to the to the city of New York. I'm assuming the state of New York. Uh, I wonder if Letitia James gets a gets a part of that for all of her hard work. <clears throat> Who knows? Uh, it, it would be a, it wouldn't it be funny if the three hundred fifty five million dollars goes straight to the migrant crisis in in, uh, in downtown Manhattan. 
Wouldn't surprise me, right? What goes around comes around. They'll be doing it. They'll be laughing about it. So if you have a topic for me to share with uh, with uh, Attorney Joe Stanley, by all means, share it with me right now. Give me a call. Give me a call. Hi, you're on the air. And that's exactly why I'm giving you a call. Uh, how you do? Oh, okay. How, how, in, how in good faith can Mr. Stanley take the case of the gentleman that uh, lost his leg, unfortunately, up on State Street getting right. that bus? Right. How, how can he take a case that it is the gentleman versus the city of Watertown? Okay, well, first of all, first, sir, I, I don't know if you're calling me on a, uh, whatever phone you're calling me on, like a football phone from uh, uh, Sports Illustrated, but I could barely hear you. Are you on your speaker? Oh. Okay. No, I'm on an earpiece because I'm driving. That's why. Okay, yeah. Okay, you sound better now. So are you saying that jo- that Joe Stanley is representing the man with one leg? That was uh, according to the News Junkie article that was there. Oh, okay. That uh, the gentleman is suing the city. Right. And the city had nothing to do with it. Uh, if, if anything, it would be the the people with Taco Bell, but they had everything correctly blocked off. The mm. gentleman was walking on the wrong side of the street, mm. was walking in the street, mm. and, there, you know, there was enough signage, sidewalk closed, you know, the whole nine yards. So I can't understand mm. how, how something so blatantly obvious as to what happened and how things could have been prevented that any attorney that... Uh, would have taken up the gentleman's case. Well, I mean, that's what attorneys do. I mean, people you know, represent whether or not it, it looks it, and then it, how you right think or wrong. You could, how do you think you could sue the city of Watertown when the city of Watertown didn't have anything to do with it? All right. Uh, more, more than likely, and again, I, I did not know Joe was taking this case on. I'm somewhat glad. Maybe it has something to do with this show or the advertising in general up here. Uh, we're, you know, top of mind. He didn't go with the other people up in Ogdensburg, so that's good. But I understand your point. My, my guess is Joe probably, I'm not going to say there's a gag rule against it, but I don't know if he could talk about his, his own case. Uh, but you raise a very good good point, and I will bring that up with him today. That's for sure. All right. Thank, Thank you, my you, friend. Thank- have, a, have a good afternoon. Yes, you too. Thank you. Huh. Glenn Curry is supposed to be on top of those things. Apparently not. Uh, 755-1240 is the number. Hmm. That's interesting. Oh, that's good. Um, I don't know. How does he, you know, I remember when that happened. It was before Christmas or somewhere, you know, I believe back in November. And then, of course, the other big, big story is Indian River. It's so many stories, local, regional. We're really not much regional. I know the uh, uh, Albany was going to look at the redistricting, but I know you guys are bored to tears about that. I reached out to Mario Frado. Who's going to be once again? Who is currently running in the in the Republican primary against incumbent uh, uh, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney? So everyone's waiting to see if there's any major shift in the uh, in the districts. Mario doesn't seem to think so, and but we'll have to you know as they say wait and see. But uh, the latest changes were rejected. But you know New York's not the biggest state in the world. But you know what? I got some data. And again, each district is roughly about 740,000 people per district. It doesn't really matter where you are. You could be in Nevada. You could be in Maine. You could be in Chicago. It has to be that same amount. So they have to shift things around. And I know Jefferson and St. Lawrence, for that matter, one of the biggest counties east of the uh, uh, Mississippi, and Jefferson's pretty large too. I saw the data on western counties like Cayuga and Seneca, and I couldn't believe how few people live there. Uh, Wyoming, for instance, has like 45,000 people or something. I was like, wow. I thought we were small. I thought Lewis County took the cake. 
Uh, but uh, it's not. So anyway, uh, well, that's the I guess the regional uh, piece of the puzzle, and we'll find out I think by by Friday what they decide on that. But the other local story is Indian River is uh, the Central School District is 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 eliminating their Warrior title, their nickname, uh, eliminating Warrior's nickname, and in, is, is is based on a phone call today, or perhaps the host himself said that in capital letters, a news junkie nonsense. They're considering, uh, I believe, Rapids or something else. I forget what it was. Uh, yeah, former assembly. And then, um, oh, and, and then I believe this is Jenny Adsit, if, if I'm right on this. Former assembly woman filed notice to open a marijuana dispensary in Jefferson County. Good for her. You know, it's legal. Um, she's got some good standing in the community, needless to say. And I'm assuming it's her because I can't remember another female um, assembly person. So that is a lot of discussion during uh, the, the, the hotline show today, and, and uh, at least two portions of it made it to News Junkie. It's always a, it's always a, it's always a privilege to see that something that you've uh, talked about uh, makes it to News Junkie. And uh, that was just one. And of course, there's an old comment here uh, or a picture of, of uh, Councilman uh, Ben Schoen. So if you could help me out, by all means, this is what I run into. I, I, I had something all ready to roll, and then Jeff said, you know, he kind of like took— Took the air out of my tires. I can't talk about those people because they got their pensions. And I don't think he's going to be talking about a case that he's working on with respect to the poor slob that lost his leg there in front of what is now the brand new uh, Taco Bell. Uh, so help me out. 755-1240 is the number. We've got 10 minutes before we talk to Joe. If you have any comments to make, about, all I could say is the Indian River thing is just, you know, uh, the woke nation is, is, has made it up Route 81. It was a matter of time. I still can't believe, you know, here it is. We have the Kansas City Chiefs, and, and, and I love the fact that they have remained the Kansas City Chiefs. But, um, you know, with the tomahawk ch- uh, chop, and, you know, the, you know, and they made a big thing about the kid with uh, brown face recently. Um, I, I'm shocked that they're not requesting that Kansas City change their nickname. I wonder if, like, uh, you know, Taylor Swift suggested that, that it, would, it would definitely be compulsory. And the other thing that uh, Joe Biden is, 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 is hoping for unless he's already got it, is an endorsement by, yes, you guessed it, Taylor Swift. So that's, uh, boy, you, you got, I mean, that, uh, it's, it's a major shift. And the other thing, uh, or major consideration, I should say, the other thing uh, I saw, I don't know if it was last night, there was like a, an open, t- uh, and I, I don't want to call it a roundtable discussion, but there was a bunch of uh, women, representatives, um, I'm assuming mayors and governors of you know, high-standing uh, political figures, one of which was her own Kathy Hochul, and the question was raised, I don't know if this was on CNN or NBC, I couldn't tell. But they're sitting, you know, on the dais, if you will. And, and they said in one word that, the, you know, the, uh, the, or, the, the person uh, asking the question said, in one word, what is the biggest topic going into the political uh, season for the, the November 5th vote? And they all concurred that it's the latest ruling uh, from the state of Alabama. Uh, and, uh, you know, whether or not embryos represent a life or a, per, you know, a fetus, whichever. Uh, and so that went to the Supreme Court recently, as we all, all know. And who could ever forget just in the last just two years ago during the midterms that the, the wonderful state of Mississippi uh, ran up their own uh, um, uh, a challenge to the Supreme Court uh, having to do with uh, Roe versus Wade. It's interesting, those two states, which for the most part have a uh, a, 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 you know, a, a gross national product uh, earnings of maybe 3% output of an America's uh, uh, you know, overall output every year 
are now probably going to disrupt things just like they did during the midterms. And now, according to these yentas, uh, including Kathy Hochul, this is the number one issue. It's, it's whether or not, and all these women are well beyond their child uh, bear, rear, bearing year, rearing, excuse me, they are not having children. <laughs> Put it to you that way. And here it is, they're talking about this, like, oh, this is so important, my body, my choice. It's just so incredible how all this comes down to, once again, the abortion issue. And, you know, ultimately, a lot of women follow suit. Uh, if they're, you know, 21 or if they're 81, it's such an important case. And yet here it is each and every day we talk about the high rate of inflation. We talk about the migrant crisis as if we're, you know, we're, we're racist. Uh, and we talk about so many other things that truly, truly matter, not to mention international issues and why we're spending billions of dollars in a proxy war in Europe. So that, it, that seems to be on everyone's mind, at least on the Democrats' mind. That's for sure. And now the other thing, and I, don't, I touched on this uh, Dr. Phil Meat was a very courageous man by going on The View. He just came out with a book uh, talking about the, uh, the ill effects of COVID, uh, particularly on children. He also uh, dabbled into uh, the, uh, the, the southern border and uh, adverse effects on children coming over the border being used in the sex trade or in the, in the uh, sweatshop market. And, of course, the Yentas didn't want to hear any of that. They just immediately said, oh, we got to go to commercial break. We'll be back. And they don't want to hear the truth. That's for sure. All right, we got somebody on the line. Let's see who's there. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, good evening. Um, John. I just wanted to hear a question about the... Oh, sorry about that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, for Joe Stanley. Yeah. Uh, just a, just something about nobody knows anybody or anything. Just uh, what's the best thing to do if you're driving down the road and you have an issue with your vehicle? Should you have your hazards on, but you don't feel like you're in a safe place to stop? Or should you just drive like this guy just happened on the way home from work, I don't know, half hour ago. It was blowing really windstorm. This guy blew by us like 80 miles an hour, say. And his tunnel cover's coming off the back of his truck. He didn't realize that. And he passed us. He's fine. Then the next thing you know, he's getting off the exit off um, 81 to 342. And he's driving with the white line on the shoulder, like yeah. in the middle of his truck, he's straddling the white line, mm-hmm. and he just got the right signal on, and he's going like 25 miles an hour. Mm. And my buddy goes, yeah, what's going on with this guy? And I'm like, yeah, he's up. I'll stay back from him. You know what I mean? And then I go, that's the guy, and his tunnel cover was like almost completely blowed off. Wow. And I'm like, the best thing he should do is pull over, take it off, put it inside his cab. But right. you can't stop and fix it in the hurricane. Right. But also, hurricane. I don't know, like, you don't know if he's drunk or he's on drugs or what? No, he's just being reckless, <clears throat> and he's too lazy to get out and fix it. So, he, I don't know, he probably figured he would get it later on. But driving like a, ma- like a bat out of hell in such weather uh, doesn't make any sense. That's a hazard to him and others. Uh, not to mention, no. y- you know, you probably had to put the windshield wipers on uh, d- double duty when he went by. That's a scary moment when a truck goes by you. And all of a sudden, you have a deluge of water on your windshield. It's like being in a whiteout. You, can, you don't know where the hell you're going. Um, oh, I was glad it wasn't a snow gun. It was like yeah. 40, 50 mile an hour crosswind pouring. And right. uh, it was, uh, boy, if it was snow, it would have been really dangerous. I tell you, today. Let me, it, I wanted to say I called in with yeah. Joe about the girl, my girlfriend, getting a ticket over Christmas shopping weekend. Yeah. And um, she finally went to court for the third time. Hmm. Last time they said that her license was suspended, which Ooh. is false, so she had to go down to DMV hmm. and go get an abstract, 
and then pay him. It was I think it was like ten or twelve bucks my, to go get that, and then go back to that. And then she goes, "No, my license not suspended." Blah blah, blah. and then they. They didn't give her any points or the ticket, but still $8,500 card charge wow. for a bogus ticket. Hmm. So I'm like, they just do the ringer. All right. I'll try to present that, John. Boy, sounds I like... I don't you... know, but anyway, yeah. they, they dropped the ticket, but it still cost me right. 100 bucks. No ticket, but it still <laughs> cost... So in other words, if yeah, you're asking the question, why the administrative fee if, they, in, in, in essence, your girlfriend was innocent? Is that what you're asking, John? Yeah, yeah. If there's not, nothing on a record and no points or you know whatever, and why do I still got to pay the right. ticket that was bogus? Right, right, right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you still have to pay for that meal that you didn't order. <laughs> so yeah, I, exactly. I get, yeah, right. I get what you're saying. Well, John, you yeah, they burned my toast. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, I tell you what, I went to a place yesterday. I, and I'll, I'll share this with you. It's you know I won't say where. It's a, and we had great meal, great service, but I just noticed that the soda from the soda fountain was flat. And you know, John, how you could tell sodas. Fl- I could tell. Oh, so- the CO two tanks are dead. I, yeah, yeah. I you looked absolutely at. Absolutely can. They they dropped off. You know, I have a table of non drinkers, by the way, and and everyone's cordial. You know, you can you can give them you know uh, uh, tuberculosis in a in a glass, and it would still be gracious. Oh, thank you very much. I really appreciate this. So they're very. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, genuine people, but you know, I noticed right away that the soda was flat; that it had no, you couldn't see any of the carbonation, and 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 it was soupy because the the ice they looked like it was old ice. It, it seemed like a scene out of The Sopranos at the uh, at, at the Bada Bing, and I just said, "Ma'am, can I can I can we just exchange this for another soda?" And I said, "Well, we'd have to. I don't know. All of them are coming out that way." I said, "Well, that's not the answer I was looking for. You can't serve this." It's ridiculous. And uh, anyway, I won't, it's just it's one of those things. I never ever speak up, but the look that I got from you know ultimately a very nice millennial woman who's like you know just anytime there's type any type of criticism, it's never their fault. It's it's me with the attitude problem, uh, and I sense that throughout the night. Is everything else okay? And then I would get the look. I was like, oh, I just I just said one thing, and it was a very good. It, it, it was it was a great observation. But no one about, nobody in this day and age wants to hear it, John. That's a shame. But, John, thank you. I'm ready for jo- Attorney Joe Stanley. Hopefully okay, he's coming okay. up next. Yes, sir. Have a good evening. Yes, Thanks. You, yes, you too. John's always coming through. And I believe we uh, we have somebody. Hi, who's this? It's Satan, Glenn. Satan, what's going on? Hey, um, I got a ticket probably a couple months ago. Yeah. And I got it dropped, and then I still got a bill in the mail. Yeah. And I got back a hold of the court, and they said if my ticket was dropped. Yeah. I didn't have to pay anything. And what happened? So I ended up paying nothing. So you think the same thing would be true for the, our, our previous caller? It could very well be. I'd have him get a hold of the court. Mm-hmm. And that's the administrative t- uh, fee was dropped. Yep, everything was dropped. Okay. By the way, what they, we... sent me a, they sent me a, a you know a, a thing in the mail saying I owed uh, I don't know I think it was like ninety dollars for the ticket and then whatever it was for the court charge. And you fought, you fought the ticket. What, what did you get stopped for? Um, it was actually for peeling license plates. Oh, that's not your but fault. They, they wrote it up as dirty or covered license plate. Hmm. Well, you're Satan, so that, that, that explains that. It, exactly. But, you know, like I said, my, my stuff was dropped. Right. You know, and I got that in the mail, so then I got back a hold of the court secretary, and she said, if your stuff was dropped, you don't have to pay anything. All right. All right, listen, so I got... She, I got. She looked into it and found out I didn't have to pay anything. So. All right, good. All right, that should answer that. All right, thanks, Joe. All right, man. Thanks, Satan. Thanks, Satan.
Now we have, yeah, of course, we have Attorney Joe Stanley. How you doing, Joe? Good talking to you again after two weeks. Oh, good. How are you, Brian? Good, good. Uh, my eyesight's getting better. Uh, there's no lawsuit. No, it's getting. Uh, no, it was, uh, I needed to get it done, and uh, so I did it in two consecutive Wednesdays. Unfortunately, I missed out on speaking to you. Uh, Jeff Graham sat in, uh, which, which was great. And uh, so here I am, back in the saddle again. I got a couple of couple of uh, uh, topics now, Joe. I think you, you know, I just I don't want to get too personal with you, but I believe you have a case uh, that's been somewhat of a high prof- profile case up here with a gentleman who got hit by a truck a couple of months ago. Are you at liberty to talk about that at all, Joe? Uh, no, I'd rather not. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have to have my client's permission. Right. I mean, there's public information that's available. You've talked about it, but right. I, I, I would not want to do that. And I understand. I totally understand. So, you know, there's a couple of questions about whether or not people, uh, for instance, you know, when they get stopped for whichever, you know, this one caller called in and said he had his license plate uh, was peeling or it was dirty, and he got a ticket, and he got the ticket in the mail, $95. He fought it. And, uh, and, 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 and another guy said the same thing in you know, a different case, Joe, where he was stopped and he would have to pay for you know, the, the ticket. But he fought that. He had the case dropped. But he still had to pay the $85 administrative fee. Does that make any sense to you, Joe, or should he have fought that as well? Uh, I'm, not, I'm thinking he must have pledged to something to have to pay an administrative fee because – if a ticket was completely dismissed, then there's no charges. So, and that, that would include any fees. That 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 does make sense. I, I I equated it to like you know uh, paying for a meal you didn't order or something you know or something that came through in the mail by way of Amazon.com that you didn't want, but you're still getting charged for it even after you you sent it back. Um, so I, it's not a fee for every ticket issued, regardless of whether you're guilty or not. Now there's only fees if you plead plead to something. Right. Okay. All right, and, and the other thing, uh, I saw something today, and I in- instantly thought of, of Attorney Joe Stanley. I'm at the light here at, at the intersection of Arsenal and Ma- uh, Massey Street, the big, big intersection. And I've noticed this over the years, Joe. Trucks, tractor trailers, tr- making a tight, tight turn, getting into a one-lane scenario where there's a car in the middle lane and he's got his nose out front, and the guy, the guy in the car had no idea what to do. All he had to do was back up, but instead he kept on going forward, putting himself in a very precarious situation where by the time the truck had driven by, he would have been in oncoming traffic. Does, am, I, am I illustrating that enough for you? Instead of backing up for the truck to get a better angle because he was going to hit the curb, and this is a huge truck, one of the biggest I've seen, and he just couldn't do it. So instead of backing up to give him that, that angle, he went forward on an angle in front of my car, but he kept on going further and further, where if by the time the truck w- would have gone past him, he would have been in the middle of the intersection of a live green light. Uh, what In that situation, I mean, do, do you have cases where trucks just cause accidents because people don't know what to do when they try to get, them out, try to get out of the way, Joe? I'm not a big fan of trucks. I, I, in my business over the years, there's a, there's a lot of good truck drivers, but there's a lot of there's a lot of questionable truck drivers, questionable trucking, truck conditions. So you know, <laughs> you're supposed to be driving on the roads, and you're supposed to be able to navigate the roads safely. And uh, if you can't do it, you shouldn't be there. So. 
Yeah, it's it's I, I, driving a truck. You, you've got to be a master of your domain. You got to know what you're doing each and, and day and night. Good conditions, bad conditions. But I could say that for one thing, getting in and out of a parking lot or, or a, t- a tight lane, or today, like I said, on Arsenal Street, that takes some that takes some doing, Joe. Oh yeah, no, it's you know, I, I I'm amazed that. You know how they do it in the big cities. How they can drive these trucks and streets that most people have a hard time driving cars down, but they do it because that's what they're trained to do. You know, they they know exactly what the tolerances are to a you know to a T, and that's the way it should be. Yeah, no, and I and I, I say this, and here's the other thing: bus drivers. Uh, they get in and out of traffic, too, because to be a bus driver, it's not just driving a, a, a U-Haul truck, which is difficult in itself, by the way. But you've got to know how to clear things when you make a tight right turn. Uh, and I, I've, always, I've, always, I've always admired school bus drivers, bus drivers, anything that, that is typically larger than your typical vehicle going in and out of traffic, particularly when they have to kind of rear left in order to get the angle to make a right. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of drivers can't uh, guesstimate. Like the guy today, he just couldn't get out of his own way. He was he was exasperating things. He was making it worse, Joe. So whatever these guys do, and women for that matter, I, I congratulate them. But I'm sure it's a very taxing job at any given time for our, our brave truck drivers out there. God bless them all, that's for sure. So, Joe, today, once again, we had another windy, windy day. Uh, and, uh, again, you and I have talked about this before. But it, no damage today. I don't know how it is down there. But such crazy, crazy weather, and I don't, you know, I just don't know whether or not we should just have. Like right now, uh, no unnecessary travel. There's a travel advisory right now in Jefferson and Lewis County. I just read this on News Junkie. Uh, I, I mean, should we should should we start looking at our our, our home policies and, and start you know double down, uh, do a double down thing on on wind damage or, or home damage from from these crazy storms we've been getting, Joe? Well, you know, wind damage is covered, so you just want to make sure you have proper coverage. The one thing we always talk about is if you have incidental trees, that's a special policy endorsement if they don't hit your house. Falling trees can be expensive. So, but besides that, you always, you know, with inflation, you want to make sure you have enough coverage. Right. And where that is. Right. And I'll agree with you today. I was driving in I, my car, actually, I had a fight to keep it in my lane. What real? Where where were you? Like on the Oneida Bridge there, uh, uh, where Lake Oneida Oneida Lake there in eighty one. That gets that gets real crazy. I was just on Interstate six ninety five. It was just very very windy, and then it started raining, snowing, sleeting, and a downpour of frozen mess. And I got I was covered in it in about a minute when I got out of my car. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, all things considered, it's been a mild uh, winter. It's been really mild down by you. I mean, have you have you had a major w- snowstorm at all there, Joe, down in central New York? Actually, tonight, tomorrow, it could end up being the biggest of the season so far. And of course, that March, well, it's not March yet, but March is the coolest of months. It's, uh, <laughs> no, I agree. We had our, yeah. We've well, blizzards in March, so. Right. But for the most part, it's, I mean, you, you've lived in Syracuse most of your life. Uh, you, this has to go down as one of the more mild winters, no? Yes. Oh, no, it's, it's been a very nice winter, you know, for 
what we can expect. Right. It's been very, I mean, very mild. Right. Really, it's been a lot of precipitation, but it's almost all been rain. Right. So. Right. So, Joe, I mean, the other thing, it's been a year since East Palestine, Ohio, had that uh, that big explosion. Well, actually, it wasn't an explosion. It was a derailment, and they decided to burn off the chemicals that had spilled out of the, the containers, out of the freight trains, uh, freight cars, rather. Uh, and, and now I saw an interview uh, last night or so of people, you know, saying that they've had ill effects, including cancer. Um, is, 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 I mean, I don't, I don't mean to say, I don't want, I don't want to be mean, but... When you're, let's just say they're right. Let's just say that the toxins from that spill, and, and, and then, then when they burnt it off for some reason, thinking that was the right idea, uh, could you, can you, could you actually come down with, with like a, 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 you know, some type of cancer uh, uh, less than eight, nine months later, Joe? Is that documented, or does it take longer than that? Well, it, it depends. <clears throat> I mean, theoretically, I, you know, there are some diseases that can come on relatively rapidly from exposures to neurotoxins and to hazardous chemicals. So um, can you have a cancer? Yeah, cancers can come on um, relatively fast. I mean, you have to have a big insult. But, yeah, you know, I, I and again, those chemicals that were there were not good chemicals. No, no. So, I mean, there are ailments may not necessarily be cancer, but they could be, you know, systemic right. poisoning. Did, did we learn anything from that? If something like that happened again, would it behoove the, the, uh, the emergency crew to, to burn it off like that? Was that a good idea in your opinion, Joe? You know, I don't know what their choices were. I, I don't know. I don't know maybe call. I didn't have enough information to make that call. Right. The more important thing is that the railroads needed to do a way better job of being safe. Right, and, right. You know, and you don't have to worry about an emergency. So if you're going to transport those kind of chemicals, right. you, want, you want to make sure you don't have a derailment. Right. Let me ask you, I, I, know, I know this sounds like, a, like an odd idea, but, you know, you, you look at a typical freight train, and, and in many cases it has over 100 cars uh, it goes on and sometimes when you're driving along the thruway, it seems like it goes on forever. Would it would it make sense that if there are, is like, uh, you know, chemicals like the chlorine products that were on that train in Ohio last year, would it make sense to require at least one or two cars to have some type of chemical unit in it? I, I know this is not serving itself well if in the case the derailment actually destroy. In other words, it's like bringing water to to a uh, to a fire. Uh, by way of train, if in case one of the train cars goes on fire, or at least one of the cars has water on it, it may or may not work if it's derailed and spills. But would it make sense to 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 require at least one or two cars based on the cargo to have something that could that can that could be that could be used to to flood it out, Joe? Or is that even possible? Well, you're talking about having chemical suppression systems available uh, when you're transporting hazardous chemicals, and I don't know. If, if if they're not, if that's something that's already recommended, you know, I don't know. If, if you know, chemical suppression systems for hazardous materials, so they don't explode and burn, right? Been around for a while. I just don't know. If there's, it sounds like if it's, if it's feasible. The problem is they they're shipping so many things, right? That not sure. 
Yeah, I don't know if there's a universal chemical that could put out other chemicals, but to me, it just and you, and you paint it yellow or you put a big sign on it because let's face it, something that happens at three o'clock in the morning, especially on a day like today, you're not going to have services there ready to put something on it right away. They certainly didn't have that available in Ohio last year, so I would say, wow, just like we have a a a, a marshal in every flight that flies in the domestic United States there just in case he needs to be there. Wouldn't it be nice if we each and every cargo or, or run has its own uh, safety measures uh, on the same run? So, you know, the, 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 the emergency service could say, let's go to the yellow car. Let's let's uh, whatever. I, I don't know if that it, to me, that just makes a lot of sense, uh, Joe. Well, you know, Glenn, it probably makes a lot of sense, except I'm guessing that the railroads and the people shipping it don't, wouldn't want to pay for it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, maybe, again, not not to come up with new rules and regulations and mandates by the government because we don't want more than we already have. But it might not be a bad idea. Uh, uh, and so, but anyway, just uh, food for thought. So, anyway, Joe, uh, I, I know you don't think the Syracuse Orange are going to go to the tournament, but you got to give them some credit. Despite the fact that they barely squeaked out that win the other day uh, in Jim Beheim, uh, uh, a day where they were ahead by 20-something points and they, and they almost lost that game, uh, and they won again against Virginia Tech last night. What are your thoughts now about the? Uh, I know they got to go to the ACC tournament, tournament, but do you still think they're a contender for the Big Dance? Well, I mean anything is possible. I mean they haven't been eliminated yet, and I, you know, considering the talent level, the, the new coach has done a good job. You know, and if they, you know, they have a chance. If they win, you know, their next two games and win a game in the tournament, in the ACC tournament, right. they probably get an invite. I, and, they, uh, and, they, and they beat some good teams, North Carolina and North Carolina State. Um, they look good against Notre Dame, although, like I said, they almost lost that game, and they look good again last night. But I know you, you were questioning them a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, you know, I was too, but it looks like uh, they, might, they might be able to be a contender after all. I don't know how deep, but well, I think they'll have a chance. They've gotten better. They've gotten better, but they still have a lot of a lot of weaknesses, and it's, it's you know. Yeah. But the the college basketball this year is pretty much a down year, so right. True. You know, they have a chance, yeah. which I give them credit for. They put themselves to have a chance, and they should be applauded for that. That's for sure. It looks like UConn's going to be strong again too, uh, despite the fact that they decided to stay in the Big East as opposed to go to the ACC, and they're still a national force, needless to say. Joe, this is great. We do this every Wednesday. Uh, the, we call it the Joe Knows segment here on the Live at Five show every Wednesday at 5.30. When people need to get in contact with yourself or any one of your associates, Joe, how can one do that? StanleyLawOffices.com is our website. My email is joe at StanleyLawOffices.com. The phone number it is 1-800-608-3333. Excellent, Joe. Thank you very much. And have a great weekend. Stay safe. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Yep. Stay warm and dry. Yes, thanks, Joe. You too. Uh, that's Attorney Joe Stanley here on the Live at Five show. i got to do a break. We'll do one right now. We'll be back after this. Are you having a case of the Mondays? Does your workplace, home, or office printer say paper jam? Or stop in to make an appointment. I know we're sponsored by our friends at L.A. Quarry. I'm just trying to find the phone number. I don't know where it went. We should have it plastered here. I don't get this. Did I do this? Uh, All right, well, we're just going to have to Google it. Soften 5-5. Remember, the Hotline Shows and Live at 5 shows are sponsored by our friends from uh, L.A. Quarry up there in Lafargeville, looking it up as we speak. L.A. Quarry. L.A. Quarry. Oh, jeepers. There we go. Boy, I'm really good at this, aren't I? 
something. Jeez. Yeah, bring in Joe, Joe Biden. Can kind of figure this out? Uh, yeah, give them a shot. They're open every day. Uh, right there, the Grove Cemetery Road. For all your limestone, uh, ground, gr- limestone stone needs. Everything from uh, crushed stone to the big rocks, retaining walls, all that stuff. L.A. Quarry, they can be reached any time of day and night. 658-2004. L.A. Quarry, proud sponsors of, of a lot of things here at Community Broadcasters, including the Live at Five show with U.S. Truly and the Hotline Show, 658-2004. And by the way, they deliver. Deli- pick up or deliver. Pick up or deliver. Let's go to the phones. Higher in the air. Hey, Glenn. Yes. Hey, Glenn. Joe, Joe is going to sue the pants off of Watertown. He's going to go after millions. Well, that's what he always did. He always does that in the best interest of his client. So it's just kind of odd that I think he picked, like, the easier target of the, you know, whether it be Taco Bell or the bus person company that hit him or, I don't know. or I, the city. I mean, well, they're suing the city, nice apparently. to know what kind of angle he has on the city. Well, here's something that somebody sent me during that in, uh, my discussion with Joe, and this comes from a well-known guy locally. It says here, uh, obstructing the sidewalk, whereas he was struck by a bus and sustained serious injuries, fractures, severe lacerations to his body, specifically to the right leg, resulting in but not limited to the amputation of his right leg. The notice goes on to say that Bellinger is entitled to be compensated for his injuries, pain, and suffering. It does not mention the, a dollar amount. And uh, this, this is coming, and this is public knowledge, by the way. This is on Google. So uh, that's, the, that's all I know, uh, Donnie, other than, uh, other than speculation. Yeah, so, yeah the city's going to be on the hook for millions. So do you think they should settle right away? Uh, no. I, or do you I, think they should drag it on and bring it before a jury? I don't know how, again, I don't know any of the details other than, you know, you and I talking about it here. Whether or not it's, it has something to do with the with the franchisees or, or the or the contractor that was building it up into that point, you know, the, sometimes you know the, the 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 property is is the domain or the property itself is, is the responsible people, the people that are actually building it up into a certain point. Once they take those fences down, then it's the property of the of 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 the you know the business itself, which would be whoever owns Taco Bell. How the city gets involved with this. I, I really don't okay. I don't understand that. Where are you? Are you are you hassling people at a at a, at a restaurant in California? Oh, he's at a drive-through. Um, Listen to this. Donnie's at a drive-through and he's talking to me at the same time. All right, Donnie, I gotta go. All right, that's Donnie. And here's another thing: we love Jeff, of course, but Jeff has a has a tendency to keep the phone uh, bus on. This is what it sounds like. I have tinnitus and I could pick up everything. You hear that buzz? So I, it, it, you know, so I, you know, I wait. Uh, today I was, I was eating uh, lunch in my car, and I, I called, and I was listening on the, on the radio. So I was listening in real time. If I'm listening on the stream, you're at least 40 seconds behind. So it takes upwards of a minute for, for Jeff to look at. So it, it's a little game that I play. So I'll text it to, I'll text it to him right now. Like I'll just, just, just imagine that I just texted him. It's like, hey, your phone bus is on. So then, I, then I'll be eating my, my pizza, and I'll be looking down, looking down, looking down, looking down, and then all of a sudden, that happens. And then I go, thanks. <laughs> anyway, back to the phone. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. What's happening? I was listening to you talking to Joe Stanley there. Yeah. I do like your idea about putting something on the trains. Yeah, it makes sense. But do you understand that one engine can take 150 cars? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, but how how do you you can't stretch that much line? Well, no, I, I would say, look, I, and I don't know if trains still have cabooses. I, I know a caboose. No, had, they don't. Yeah, I know they got rid no. of the music. But that that would be the idea that if you're going to have XYZ cars per ride and they're going to have chemicals on there, you might as well have something that would suppress it, right? Well, the whole thing is that the fire departments in the area yeah. have the chemicals and everything to take yeah, care of. Yeah, but here's here's the thing, you though. Couldn't, you couldn't stretch that much line, but 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 he, uh, okay, fine. But I I get that. But there's got to be a way because what happened last year, and who knows? It could be in a mountainous area. It, it could be you know oh, you, yeah. you you got to you'll never know when the next Palestine is going to happen. So you might as well but at some least. Of these trains are over a mile long. Yeah, I know. And you get put, a, a three-engine. Uh, yeah, it could be up to a mile long. It, some, I mean, some genius somewhere has got to figure out a way. If you might be the epicenter of a disaster, you might as well have something in that mile-long train that might ha- alleviate the situation. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, I, I, I like the and way you're, you're thinking. You're saying that. But the okay, whole thing is that, that the the conductor. Yeah. When they're putting the trains together. Yeah. They do separate out the the ethyl methyl bad stuff from the other stuff. Okay, fine. So they do separate them out. Good. All right. So there's some type of you know logistical process. I'm just saying yeah. like they got to start thinking a little differently. And if you're gonna go up in the mountains of Colorado or Wyoming, uh, where there's more more animals and people, and you're just yep. wishing everyone good luck, uh, well, you might as well go out. Look, it's like you're gonna go into the desert, take a can, take some water with you. If you're gonna go yep. in the desert without water, well, then you're SOL. So if you're a train and you're going is, into the mountains, if the, the fire department shows up and the, there's that car there, yeah. You don't have enough hose line. Then figure out a way you to do it. Ask. No, 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 no. This is my point, though. And you could appreciate this. You're basing this on the way things are, have been done. I'm talking about the ways the way things need to happen. First of all, we're still running on old train your uh, uh, beds, uh, old technology. Oh, yeah. We, we, you know, I'm not saying we should run you know chemicals on a on a bullet train and whatnot, but we could do a heck of a lot better than what we're doing. We have the same t- train type of industry that we've had for over 100 years now it's hardly any difference oh, yeah. no it's never going to it's not going to change well it should change the railroads they want to change everything else they want they want to determine who goes into a, a woman's bathroom uh, who should get uh, 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 puberty blockers we're changing all over the place my friend you know this why can't we change uh-huh. when it comes to safety oh we can't do that we don't have enough lines to run that oh. long well you're probably right but it's it's a lot better thinking it, it look Back in the day, and you know this because you're a smart man, they would have that, t- uh, uh, t- uh, uh, what did they call it? They put like a, a, a sticker in a window, and that was to indicate there was a child. Correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. And on we this. got rid of those because pedophiles were using them. Uh, that's just, just, are you kidding me? No, I'm telling you the truth. That's why we got rid of them. Unbelievable. We, we yeah, are no actually. Pedophiles were using them. That's just, I, oh my God! Like it was a to, uh, what? What they call it? A, to, a toddler finder? Or it was something? A top finder. Yeah, top top finder. Right. And it had a picture of a, uh, it was red, and it had a, a fire, child. <clears throat> right. So the fire department knew that there was a child in there. Uh, and, and we got rid of them because pedophiles were using them to target uh, children. Uh, do you agree with that? Yes, I do. And what what about in the case? Did, does that get anyone anywhere when there was a fire and they they didn't no, know? As a firefighter, I would. We clear the entire building. No, I know, but wouldn't it be nice to know 
that there's, there's a three-year-old in the second floor in the back room, if, if you saw that sign out there? Yes, but I don't want, I don't want a pedophile coming in and taking oh, that three-year-old. Oh, boy, boy, our priorities are so through. But, all right, let me ask you this. Let's move on. The Warriors are changing their name. They want to, change, they want to get rid of the, uh, you know, the uh, 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 culturally incorrect uh, uh, Warrior title or, or nickname. What say you? Is that That's good dumb. or bad? That's dumb. Yeah, okay, there you go. Okay, Wounded Warrior Project. Right. The Army are warriors. Well, I know. Yeah, What's the I... matter with this? There's only about four or five people that are probably upset about the whole thing. And the Indians and the Indian tribe members... They don't care. And here's another thing. You have the Tomahawk missiles, <laughs> right? You have the Apache uh, helicopter, which I love that name. Uh -huh. when I, whenever I hear Apache helicopter, wow, that's a big helicopter. It's a great name. Should oh, yeah. We... No, don't mess with that one. But, but it sounds like we, we should, right? Isn't that culturally incorrect, too? To refer to a, no, a weapon not. of war it's, by five percent of the population that are doing this. No, I know you. You and I and can I'm agree sorry, on this. But Danny's wrong about the woke. The woke is bad. And and should uh, Joe Biden have gotten a cognitive test in his physical? Yes, he should have. The White House says he doesn't need it. No, he can't even remember where, how to get off the stage. Yeah. Oh, you've been watching uh, Donald Trump lately. He can't. He doesn't. He has no clue. Well, no, walks I, over I, here, watched, walks I over watched there. him. <laughs> No, I know. I know, I know. All right, well, you bring up some good points. Hopefully someone can come up with a new way to put out fires uh, and not depend on, you know, the local fire department if and when it actually happens because people that's aren't prepared for it. That's who you depend on. Right. Well, I'm you do. say, but yeah. that's the way it is. Yeah, you also de You know what? Let me just throw this out there. You also depend on a, on a, on a police department down there in Ovalde, uh, Texas, uh, to take care of, of, of a live uh, uh, a shooter. Uh, and that didn't work mm -hmm. out. I'm not saying that would happen here, there, or anywhere. Don't get me wrong. It probably, and I know it wouldn't. But you cannot always depend on the civil servant uh, representatives of any given at any given time. They do as best as they can. Yeah, they didn't do there. So you never know. No. Nope, and and by the way, no, never. Was... And by the way, they didn't do a good job in East Palestine, Ohio. They, they screwed it up. Now people Glenn, are dying of Glenn, cancer. I always ran in when people were telling me to run the other way. Well, I know, but they shouldn't have burnt that off. They should have had a better way. A much better exactly. way. Now people are dying. All right, thank you, my friend. Okay. Well, there you yeah. go. There you go. The ordinance guy is always challenging me. I get it, but it's not a bad idea. Put it out there. Someone should say, "Look, you you, you go around with you know with with uh, some type of uh, you know first aid kit, or you, you have a spare tire." There's an example. You go out in the road. You got a spare tire and a jack. Why? Because you might lose a tire in the middle of nowhere. When you want to be SOL in the middle, three o'clock in the morning, uh, driving through the Adirondacks or anywhere for that matter, what's to say? What? Why wouldn't it be a bad idea to implement some type of plan to have something? Well, you don't have enough line to run from one or the other. Well, then figure it out. You got you got a mile long of of technology being you know going through township to township. Figure it out. Based on what you got right now, it doesn't work. Well, you know, then then you know what? Then we're just waiting for the next East Palestine to happen. Come, with an, come up with an idea. The stuff that the Chinese are doing and how they're putting up buildings in weeks, which would normally take months, if not a year, they're putting up bridges in half the time. All they did was look at our intellect, our, our technology, and they just made it better. Japanese did the same thing. The Japanese didn't invent the car. They just made it better. You, you want to buy a Honda or do you want to buy a Chevy? You want to buy a Honda. You, you, you want to buy a Subaru or, 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 or a Toyota, or do you want to buy a Dodge? You want to buy a Subaru. You spend a little bit more. It's a better car. But we invented it. 
but they made it better. AM 1240 W810 Watertown makes us legal, of course. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Up next, of course, CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks. The Supreme Court has decided it will weigh in on whether former President Trump should be entitled to broad immunity from federal prosecution for his role on January 6th. CBS's Major Garrett tells us this is historic.